Hi guys, welcome back to the OG of the HRC way news. They ain't telling you. All right, let's get right into it. As usual, we have lots of quick news, as I like to say. First and foremost, President Biden is set to release $1.3 billion for Puerto Rico aid for Hurricane Maria, which happened three years ago. Um, Trump apparently held that money up and President Biden is letting it go to Puerto Rico. So that's positive news. Um, as we speak, the Senate just confirmed Pete Buttigieg. He is officially the Secretary of Transportation, um, which was formerly held by Mitch McConnell's wife. So let's hope it goes smoother this time. Um, the White House is looking into whether or not to revoke Trump's intel briefings. Many people probably don't know this, but um, previous presidents still get intel briefings till the day that they die. Um, so, yeah, the White House is looking into whether or not Trump should continue to get those for very obvious reasons. So we shall see. The Black Lives Matter movement, Stacey Abrams, are all nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Exciting. Along with Jared Kushner for the Israel deal. So that's cool, right? Not at all. Okay, this is an interesting story that some people I saw were covering incorrectly. Dolly Parton apparently declined, not apparently, she confirmed it. She declined two times getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Donald, then Don, President Donald Trump. Um, she has said that Biden has reached out to her, but she doesn't want to accept it either because she doesn't want to make it seem like she was playing politics. Now, what happened in those two times is the first time her husband was very, very ill. And the second time she was terrified of getting COVID and bringing it back to him because he had just recovered from, she didn't say what illness, but whatever the illness was. So it wasn't political. She didn't turn down Donald Trump because she doesn't like Donald Trump. Thing is about Dolly Parton is she really is an apolitical woman. And that's why we all love her. She never gets involved in politics. And I think the fact that she, she had said she doesn't even know why she deserves the award, which is insane because she is like the definition of what the Presidential Medal of Freedom is about. Um, but she has said she's really thought long and hard of whether or not she'll accept it from President Biden because she doesn't want people to think it's political. But I think personally what I hope is that people will go, no, she deserves it. It doesn't matter who she gets it from. And she's able to accept it because, again, the fact that she doesn't have the Presidential Medal of Freedom yet is pretty disgusting. So I hope that all works out. Um, Evan Rachel Wood and four other women have come out with allegations against Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson's record label has dropped him from their label because of the allegations. Um, so Evan Rachel Wood has come to Congress before and talked about being a sexual assault survivor. So this sort of all makes sense. She was only 18 when she met Marilyn Manson and he was 36. So she talks about abuse, mental and physical and on and on. He denies everything. So with these stories, if there's just one woman, it's hard to, to make a case. But if there's multiple that come out when one is brave enough and Ava Rachel, Evan Rachel Wood was brave enough to come out. Now, for others, who knows how many more? That's kind of how the Bill Cosby thing happened and others. Harvey Weinstein, same thing. So kudos to all of these brave women. Um, just a side note, AOC did an Instagram live, I believe, yesterday where she was talking about the whole ordeal on January 6th. And she let everyone know she was also a sexual assault survivor. Um, 
and it brought up sort of PTSD for her from her sexual assault um, situation, uh, you know, situation. And as much as I am not a fan of AOC by any means, however, I applaud her today for coming out and being brave and showing all of her supporters and followers that use your voice to free yourself. And that's what she did. And I applaud that. Um, President Biden spent two hours yesterday with 10 members of the GOP talking about a new COVID deal. Um, but basically, the Democrat, nothing came out of it. There was no no new deal was made. And he's basically saying to Democrats, move ahead with the budget recon. We'll get our 51 votes and we'll get it done. Now, I don't know if he'll get the 51 votes even. Uh, Senator Manchin is is pretty upset right now. And Senator Cinema is pretty upset. So those are two votes that we have to have no matter what. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, we shall see. The big big issue for the GOP and um, Senator Cinema is the $360 billion that's in it for certain states and cities. They're saying that those states and cities have wasted money that they've already gotten and they're not implementing it correctly. So they're just sort of throwing the money around. So that's the big, big issue. And they also want to spend, send out a lot less checks, the rest of the new stimulus checks, the $1,400 checks. So That'll be interesting. Um, Bernie Sanders is getting a lot of backlash for being in favor of the $1,400 checks instead of an actual $2,000 checks. On Twitter, there's some talk and some buzz about primarying Bernie Sanders when he's up for re-election in his Senate seat because he's for the $1,400 now instead of the $2,000 now. So there's a lot of what-ifs going on with this COVID package, but they need to get it done as soon as possible. So in other news, uh, Andrew Yang who is backtracking on the NDAs <laughs> now that the public has found out and is realizing, oh, maybe this is not such a great thing. He's backtracking on the NDAs. And also he just tested positive for COVID. Okay. Lincoln Project founder, Steve Schmidt, who is the boyfriend of Nicole Wallace, who used to work for John McCain, who is the sole reason why we had Sarah Palin as a vice president. No ifs, ands, or buts. That is a fact. He's the sole reason. He picked her. He didn't vet her. And that's what we got. Um, he is going to run. He's a registered Democrat now. And he is going to run against Senator Mike Lee in Utah. So a lot of people are getting excited about this, but I personally don't trust the Lincoln Project. I don't trust George Conway. I don't trust Steve Smith, any of them. I don't trust them. Um, so at the end of the day, they're Republicans through and through, and we'll see, but uh, I don't know. I don't think that he has a chance against Mike Lee. Utah is a very weird state in terms of voting. There's a lot of Mormons there, and they're very, very loyal which is why Mitt Romney will always have a job. He's Mormon, so he'll always have a job. Um, in other news, Hunter Biden's lawyer's former colleague has been appointed on Hunter Biden's tax investigation by the DOJ, Department of Justice. There's a lot of hoopla around this. Of It's too, close connect, too closely connected to the actual person they're investigating. I can kind of understand that. And I also say... Once again, no one has learned their lesson in politics here. Get out in front of the story. Don't let the story control you. This is just by allowing this and being okay with this. You're just allowing the Republicans and Fox News and all of them to have a story to run with and turn into something, even if it's nothing. So Hunter Biden should come out and simply say, I don't think that he should be on the team. Joe Biden should come out and say, I don't think he should be on the team. 
and and call it a day because this is this is a little silly at this point. Um, you know, do a thorough investigation and be done with it and be done with it. You know, um, Groundhog Day is here. And the groundhog says six more weeks of winter, everyone. But here in California, it doesn't really matter. We basically have like two crappy days and a million sunny days. So, but six more weeks of winter. And last but not least, uh, just came out that President Biden is going to sign executive orders to for immigration to reunite families by using a task force. Um, there's definitely going to be some legal issues here with this, just like there are with any executive orders. Um, lawyers get excited with executive orders because they can take them all the way to the Supreme Court. So there are definite, definitely going to be some legal issues, and I can see this going all the way to the Supreme Court. So that is your quick news for the day. Let's get into a couple more. Okay, so I'm going to call this the new GOP versus the old GOP. We see it happening right in front of our eyes. This is the second time in my lifetime that I've seen the GOP just sort of start to split. Back in the day, it used to be the Tea Party versus the old GOP. The old GOP won out and the Tea Party sort of like won away except for Ted Cruz. And Ted Cruz is now part of the new GOP. So, and that's only because no one really likes him. This is very, very interesting and very, very important. So yesterday or the other day, Senator McConnell called out Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and called her cancer on the GOP. And the reason this is important is Mitch McConnell came up through the days of Reagan, and Reagan made all Republicans say swear, basically, that they would never speak out against other Republicans because it would weaken them. So Mitch McConnell, he doesn't ever speak out against Republicans, but yet he has made a decision to call out Marjorie Taylor Greene, calling her cancer inside the GOP. That is a huge statement. He also has come out and is supporting Liz Cheney along with W. Bush and Lindsey Graham. So the old GOP is sticking to the old GOP and the new GOP is is running amok. So it makes you wonder who really runs the GOP. Technically, it's supposed to be Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. I don't think that's the case. Now, the other day, we had that two-hour meeting with President Biden and 10 members, bipartisan, you know, what they call themselves bipartisan Republicans, um, to try to make the new COVID deal. But what was very interesting to me is that, one, Mitch McConnell had nothing to do with that meeting, even though he's the minority leader, and it was Susan Collins who took the reins. She did most of the talking in the media part, and then when they left the White House, she was the go-to woman, which is a very important thing. You know, you notice when um, Pelosi and Schumer had meetings with Trump, it was always Pelosi and Schumer talking, no one else. So that's your go-to person. So it's very clear that Susan Collins is the go-to person for the bipartisan group of the GOP. She took the lead for the entire meeting, pretty much. She did most of the questions. She has been on record saying that she's closer with Biden than Trump or Obama. So they have that friendship because they were in the Senate for so long together. So that's interesting. Now, another thing that's interesting is Kevin McCarthy sees that Marjorie Taylor Greene is trouble. And he apparently has had a conversation with her. But I don't think that I think it's a waste of time. But he also continues to give her committee, you know, committee commitments. And what's funny about that is that she has she's a part of the education committee when she's going around saying that Sandy Hook never happened and Parkland never happened. But yet she's making decisions about education in our country. 
So again, who runs the GOP? We have nonstop coverage of Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's being defended by Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, all of the like, whoa, people at Fox News, Laura Ingram, all of the late night people who run that channel, basically bring in the revenue for that channel are all defending her. She has support from former President Trump. And she's not the only one. You have Lauren Bobart. You have Jim Jordan. You have those Matt Gates. Those are the people who are running the GOP. And the thing is, is that McCarthy and Mitch McConnell are now recognizing that they're not just some like toss aside representatives. They're trouble. And they could be cancer inside the GOP. And it could affect 2022. We could sit around as Democrats and, and just sort of like hang out and let them implode, which is sort of what we did with the Tea Party. We let them implode themselves. And it worked. The only difference is the Tea Party was not much of a threat ever, really. They, they weren't like scary to me. I mean, when you have Ted Cruz reading Green Eggs and Ham on the floor, and that's like what he has to, to his ammo to go with, like that's not that scary. But what Ted Cruz has turned into now with the backing of someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene, with the backing of Trump, is very interesting. I don't really hear much about the good old boys anymore. I'm hearing about this new generation. And I honestly think that Susan Collins and a couple others are recognizing that, and they're trying to distance themselves from all of that. They don't want anything to do with it. They want a relationship with the president. They want to, you know, get things done or whatever it is. They don't want that. But what's interesting is that, to me, all of this entire movement started in the 2008 election with Sarah Palin because she is, like, out of her mind. She's whacked, okay? And I think she's going to prom- uh, she's going to primary Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. I really think she is, and I really think she has a shot. So it's all very interesting. You know, Lisa Murkowski is up for re-election in 2022, so she's got to play this really smart. So who does run the GOP? The good old boys or the wackadoos crazies? Because from what I'm seeing in the coverage, it looks like the wackadoos are running the, you know, the the psych ward. So I don't know, but I think it's something that everyone should keep an eye on. But the fact that Mitch McConnell has come out and spoke against a Republican, one of his own, when he was like trained by Reagan to not do that, is very, very telling. There is trouble a-brewing. So pay attention, guys. All right. So um, for the record, if you guys have been watching, you know that I am not a fan of Gavin Newsom. I've never been a fan of Gavin Newsom. Um, but I believe that the time has come, and we're inching closer and close, closer to the end of the Newsom era. So... 2003, Gavin Newsom broke onto the surface in politics, main politics, became the mayor of San Francisco, the youngest mayor San Francisco had ever seen, 36 years old. He's reelected in 2007 with a 72% of the vote, which is massive. Then he goes on to become lieutenant governor in 2010 to 2017. Then he becomes governor of California, the most powerful state in, in the country, in 2018. So he had a lot of scandal following him in and out of here. He's been to rehab. He, um, he's been caught having multiple affairs. He had an affair with his campaign manager's wife. <laughs> and then that's when he went to rehab. Um, 
He's married now, I think for the third time, I believe. And he he was married actually to Kimberly Guilfoy. Yes, as in Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend. Yes, that's true. She was actually uh, first lady of San Francisco for a very brief time. They were married for like a handful of months. Um, and she was very, very different back then. Let me just say that. Um, that being said, he's been scandalous, but he's always sort of gotten away with things because he has a great smile and he's a nice looking man and he knows how to say the right thing. Some people were calling him the the new Bill Clinton, you know, that sort of way about, you know, Bill Clinton has this way if he can talk to anyone about anything. And that's what they say Gavin is. But this girl never bought into it ever. I had girlfriends in high school when he was running in San Francisco, they'd want to take Bart to like go see, go see Gavin Newsom give a speech or go see. And I just wasn't impressed. I never was impressed. So, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, you hear all about San Francisco politics. So, you know, Harris was a name in my household before it was a national name. Gavin Newsom, Diane Feinstein, Pelosi, Boxer. Those were all names that we constantly heard because they were right over there in San Francisco. So I was never impressed. So when he ran for governor, I was like, he's going to win. And I had said to multiple people, we better hope that there's not some tragedy that happens in the state or the country that he's going to need to step up and be that guy because he's not capable of doing more than just the basics. And that's exactly what happened. And now he's looking at 1.4 million signatures have been signed for recall of Governor Newsom. You only need 1.5 million to actually get, get it going. They have until March 17th to get the rest of the signatures. And just so everyone knows, this is not just Republicans. They've been trying to recall Newsom since he walked in the gate. Let's just be honest there. But this is a real recall because people have not just one issue with him, but issue after issue after issue. And some of these issues, people are unhappy with the homeless in this country or in this in this state. It's astronomical. It's everywhere you go. Here in Los Angeles, um, yesterday we were on the 101 and it was like overpass after overpass was just like tents, tents, tents on the side of overpasses. Um, Hollywood is completely homeless. There's only a select few areas in Los Angeles that don't have homeless. And it's happening all across the whole state. And we're a really, really big state. And I get why we have so much homeless because of the weather. And I, I understand that. However, like, it's unacceptable, it's unsanitary, and it's unsafe, and he's done nothing to to change it. So also the shutdowns, people were very upset with not just necessarily the shutdown itself, but the way he handled shutting down, opening up, shutting down, opening up. And when he did open up this last time, our numbers are relatively the same as when we shut down originally. So if he's makes it seem very much like it's very political. Trump is no longer in office, so we can open up again. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just telling you what people are observing and, and getting from that. Also, he failed at the vaccine rollout massively. We just recently reached 3 million vaccines in California that has millions and millions and millions and millions of people. You know, uh, Michigan is at like a million and a half people vaccinated their entire state will be vaccinated when like 5% of our state is vaccinated. And this state is so important in terms of the economy for the rest of the country. So it's unacceptable. People were also very, very upset on his Senate pick, um, replacing Harris with Padilla. 
leaving no black women senators when there was two black women congresswomen who have been waiting in line. Um, you know, people were very upset about that. And also his lack of following his own rules. He's been caught multiple times when, you know, the state is shut down, restaurants are shut down, indoor dining is shut down. Him going to this really fancy restaurant in San Francisco and he's having like dinner with all of his friends and family. Multiple times that happen. So people have issues. You know, his winery, he owns a winery. He owns like 32 wine, like wine stores or something. He invested in that before he got into politics. I don't care about any of that. But his winery is one of the only wineries in California that has stayed open the entire time. Like Nancy Pelosi has a winery with her husband. She doesn't drink. I'm going to say that five million times. She doesn't drink. <laughs> However... They own a winery, which is fine, but they shut down and they've been shut down. So there's a lot of reasons why people are signing for the recall. He hasn't done the basic things that he needs to do. And he's been a hypocrite. So what's really sad to me is that Governor Jerry Brown, who's been our governor a million times, he's always our guy that we call when, you know, stuff hits the fan. And he did it again. Um, he saved us. He saved my beautiful state of California. He handed Newsom a $6.1 billion surplus, rainy day surplus, he called it. Now, keep in mind, when he took over Brown, he was handed a $27 billion deficit. And he got us to a $6.1 billion surplus. And on top of that, he had a massive drought. We had a true massive drought in California, and he fixed the drought and still got a $6.1 billion to put in for a rainy day. And you look at what's happened with Gavin Newsom and you say, how is it possible that you started ahead of the game, $6.1 million, you had a better relationship with Trump than most Democrat governors because of our wildfires here. We have to have a relationship with the with whomever the president is because there's a lot of federal land here that has wildfires, so you get a lot of federal funding. And yet he didn't handle COVID even near someone like Gretchen Whitmore who had no relationship with Trump. Trump literally called her that woman from Michigan. And she's like pushing through and she's got a million and a half vaccines out for her state. I mean, so now you have the former mayor of San Diego, who is a progressive Republican or or a middle of the road Republican. The mayor of San Diego, he said he announced that he's going to challenge him if there's a recall or in 2022. And I am here to tell you that he's he probably will win because Gavin Newsom has put himself in a corner. And, you know, recall is is nasty and it's it's tough on a state and it, it's divisive. But I look at this recall as like, I don't I don't see it being divisive. I see a state that is saying enough. You, you've you've allowed our state to just run amok and you haven't held yourself accountable for anything. You know, he has like TikTok and he shows up on my TikTok because obviously I don't follow him, but he like shows up and I'm like, I don't care what you have to say. And I can't be the only person that feels that way. Nothing he says to me matters. So I think we are looking at once again, California having a Republican governor. And that's what happens every couple of years when Gray Davis messed up. We got Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was a horrible governor. <laughs> But that's sort of what happens. And then Jerry Brown came back in and fixed us. And he fixed, you know, 
and Gavin Newsom messed it up. So we're going to get stuck with a Republican. And to all those people, I just want to add this little tidbit. If this governor or this former mayor of San Diego, who was very popular in San Diego, by the way, if he wins recall or in 2022, all of you who are begging for Feinstein to retire better pray to God that Feinstein makes it to the end of her term so that that person can run rather than a Republican governor replace Dianne Feinstein with a Republican. So maybe you guys, maybe she's looking through this and saying, I think Gavin might be, his days might be limited, so I got to stick put. Like, maybe maybe that's what's going on. She is actually a really intelligent woman, so, like, maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. She knows San Francisco, and she knows Gavin pretty well. So we shall see, but I think it's a story that's worth following. March 17th is when these signatures have to be turned in, and they're, like, less than 100,000 away from getting enough. So we shall see. Okay, so we made a decision that um, we needed to get out (laughs) and just sort of now that Gavin Newsom has decided the shutdown has been lifted and you can do outdoor dining again, we thought it'd be great to just spend the day at Downtown Disney and sort of get a feel of what they're doing out there because it's very interesting that Disneyland and amusement parks here in California still aren't open when Disney has shown in at Disney World and Paris and Tokyo They know what they're doing. And when you go to downtown Disney, which they also have parts of California Adventure open, you see they know what they're doing. And it almost makes you go, Gavin, how about you just have Disney, the corporation, tell you what you should be doing for California, the state? Because again, they know what they're doing. People were wearing masks. People didn't mind to wait in line. They were social distancing in line. They were just happy to be there in that environment. But I will say there is nothing more depressing than seeing Disneyland, the gates shut closed. And you can see in, no train going by, no nothing, no people walking through, no nothing. And that is depressing. And I still, like, I don't understand because clearly, as you guys are going to see here in a minute, Disney knows how to do this. There have been no cases of COVID in Disney World. Clearly, they know how to do this. And the governor of Florida, who is a disaster, made the right decision in trusting Disney to do what they do. So, Gavin, how about you trust Disney to do what they do? Just a thought. So, enjoy, guys. We decided to take a trip to downtown Disney now that Governor Gavin Newsom has decided to reopen outdoor dining. Seeing the gates of Disneyland closed is heartbreaking to say the least, especially since Disney itself as a corporation seems to have Disney World under control. Not a single COVID case in Disney World's been open for months. No, Walt Disney wouldn't want this, you know? Yeah. Like, people are, people are like going crazy in their homes. You know what I mean? And so it's like Disneyland is an escape. It's an expensive escape, but it's an escape. Look at all these. This this is like my, my room when I was a kid. Everyone just seemed happy. 
They were wearing masks with no problem, social distancing, waiting in lines for stores, but it was worth it because it's Disney. But I did get the 2020 years because I was like, we're gonna win, we're gonna win the Senate, we're gonna, oh, I yeah. swear to God, that's why. <laughs> and it worked, so you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> I guess my general thought is this. Maybe Governor Gavin Newsom should hand over the reins of COVID to Disney because they seem to have it all figured out. Okay, guys, until next time, make sure you check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, iTunes, Spotify, and obviously YouTube. All right, guys, OG of the HRC, signing out.